Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, as possibly bleak as this. Welcome everyone to another episode of Chessie Hour. We're doing a series. Um, we've done a few of 11s where we basically make a Chessie member the director of football. And they kind of nailed their mask to the flag or whatever the term is. And they kind of put out what they think should be our core 11 for the season. And in this episode, I'm joined by Sam, one of my favourite, I don't like to say it in front of him, one of my favourite Chessie members. You actually make me laugh, um, which sometimes I say hilarious, but I'm not really laughing. But Sam actually makes me laugh. How you doing, Sam? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, yeah. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to anyone listening. Exactly. And I'm, I'm happy I made you laugh. I hope you're <laughs> laughing with me rather than at me. But no, mostly, but yeah. yeah, mostly it's, 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 it's with you. Um, yeah, my mum told me I'm her favourite as well. She doesn't like to say it in front of my sister, How many siblings you got? How many siblings? I've got, I've got two sisters on my mum's side and a brother on my dad's side. Hey. Like three. I was the only child up until like 15. So I'm basically no only way. child. But yeah, I don't know if you can tell. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit before we get into the whole team stuff. Let's talk a yes. little bit about what's going on with Chelsea transfer uh, window. Okay. We haven't signed anyone, and I'm like constantly getting questions. Are you worried? Are you worried? Me, I'm calm. Maybe it's just I'm not that focused in it. I'm not constantly going to all of these uh, Twitter accounts or sites to check the movements because when it comes down to it, what's is going to be done is going to be done. Like me checking it, it's not going to change it. So. How are you feeling in this transfer window? Are you feeling a little bit edgy because we haven't got anything over the line? Not just yet. I'm not feeling edgy. Um, due to, I'm similar to you. I don't really follow any of the kind of like um, journalists or <clears throat> journalists or um, ITK. ITKs. That's the name. Yeah. I don't really follow any of them. The only time I really see it is when people post in the chat or yeah. you know, they come up on my timeline through other retweets or Discord or whatever. So I'm not massively worried. All A lot of reports are saying uh, Todd's being busy, Chelsea are being busy. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're not just trying to kind of jump at any deal. I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of jokes saying we're copying people's homework and that, mm-hmm. but 
I don't I don't really think that's true. Um, the, like the Rafinha links sounds like we were interested kind of before. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a delict links. Um, Tuchel's been a fan for ages, so mm-hmm. I imagine it takes time. I think people are being unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, when a new um, owner and pretty much looks like we're trying to switch up our whole board. Mm-hmm. It wasn't ever just going to be like, yeah, he comes in, bang, 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 kind of gets loads of deals done. Um, I'm not nervous yet. And kind of reports over the last couple of days seem like a few are kind of going into final stages and yeah. getting a bit further on. So no, I'm not really worried now. It would have been nice to have some of them for the American tour, which I believe we fly out for on the ninth. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know like how that's going to go. I imagine a lot of the kind of senior players who are playing in the stupid Nations League and that, I don't even know if they'll play that much. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm not massively worried now. Season's, what, six, six, seven weeks away, I think. Yeah. Do, you know um, what I, do you know what I think is a good indicator of where we're at? Um, so this Lolina guy, this goalkeeper that we were supposed to be in Bayern um, from yeah. Chicago Fire, apparently, like, we got that over a line. We agreed a fee, but that's been mm. put on hold. And that goes to show you the, the change in the regime. The stuff that the old regime was putting together has now been put on hold. So we're not necessarily just following through on everything that the old regime was doing. And that goes to show an indication of why we may have not got things over the line. But also, again, when you're doing with transfers, if we were just trying to get any Tom, Dick and Harry then it'll be easier to do, do it. But once you're trying to get like players from big clubs or players where you're competing against other clubs, it's going to be a, a bit of a slow burner. For uh, sure, for sure. And yeah. I also just, uh, one more point is the fact, I really don't think our squad is as bad as people are saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on. How yeah, bad are they, what are they saying? Tell me what they're saying. I'm just seeing a lot of kind of, murmur like Tottenham are definitely better than us now due to their business like Arsenal are right on us I don't think it's like easy like as easy as that I do still think our squad is better like if you look at kind of the I don't know 20 names that we have in our first team and around our first team squad I do think it's still better like there's definitely names in there that I don't want starting but in terms of a squad and if someone gets injured, I would still say they're better than a lot of kind of options that the teams around us are bringing in. A hundred percent. Listen, let's not forget when everyone, look, Chelsea fans, we were comfortable. Maybe some of us, again, I think before when you said that you don't follow all of those ITK accounts, it's not that I don't follow them. I follow every single one of them. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I just, it doesn't really change my mood. I just consume the information and I go on with my day. Whether we sign someone or not, well, when we sign so I'll be happy. But if we don't, like, I'm not going to get itchy. But the reason why I was bringing that up is when it seemed like Chelsea, to our rivals anyway, was going out of business, all the Man United fans were saying, I'll take this player, that player, that player, this player. Arsenal fans, take this player, that player. Spurs fans, loads of them want loads of our players. It's Chelsea fans that shit on Chelsea players. The other teams, they, they yeah. rate our players. Let's not forget who we have. We have Reese James. Kante, again, I said it on the last podcast, everyone's sure many this, sure many that. Kante outclassed sure many in the, uh, the last game they played together. I know it's just one game, but I think people forget how good Kante is. Uh, Easily. He's not exactly. our only midfielder that's better than sure many either. Listen, and we have two players. I know that people are going to play it off because we won the Champions League. Two players that competing for, even like Mount was up there as well, but we got Reese James, uh, Kante, Thiago Silva. I think Mount needs more credit because 
there's been a lot of players. I like I remember I was one of them as well, um, that criticized Southgate, saying, Why isn't this player playing over Mount? Why isn't that player playing over Mount? When I got to see the players playing over Mount, I was like, actually, I see why Southgate playing them over Mount. Um, not all of them. There's some players that came in, and like I think Saka came in in that tournament and he showed that he should be starting over a few players. But I think Kovacic, I, like, I can roll off names that all of these, all of our rivals will be interested. Havertz, whether you rate him or not, is still a top talent that if he became available, loads of teams... Um, 100% in, in for so we've got I think we've got a lot of good players and yes we need an uplift Definitely. but at the same time we've still got a better core than most when it yeah. comes yeah exactly I think, the, I think someone said it on the main pod this week I can't remember exactly who it was but they said the problem with Ask Ask What at the minute is um, I think like a lot of our players are a similar level like we don't really have like the kind of top level and then it kind of especially in our attack I'd say like they're all kind of around that similar level, and I think we kind of just need maybe like it's a our star. It's 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 our attack. And yeah, and obviously our defense now, but that was just because of like behind the scenes stuff. We obviously lost. I need to talk about this. I need to talk yeah. about it because I think what happened with our defense in terms of all of the contracts running out at the same time, and so um, what it becomes difficult because I can imagine the difficult business challenge of sorting out contracts with players in similar positions at the same time because so much easier to compare another defender saying oh this guy's getting this much therefore I deserve this much and then also maybe Rudiger's like waiting oh I'm not going to sign on to RC what this guy's getting etc etc especially when it's the same position but we had so many defenders contracts run out at the same time and now it seems like it's the same with the attackers in terms of Mount Pulisic hudson Odoi. Those are three attackers that maybe they want to keep. Maybe I'm not saying that all of them are going to say, but maybe they want to keep. And they're all running out at the same time. I think it strategically, it makes better sense to try to organise the contract so that it's not one whole department of the team that's their contracts run out at the same time, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We don't want to be in the same situation that we were in with our defenders. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So have you seen links to Cristiano? Um, yes, and I don't want to talk about them because I don't <laughs> want him anywhere near my club. <laughs> All right, so Cristiano Ronaldo, there were Man United fans that were saying they didn't want him last season when it was linked with him. Yeah, but until he... Muga got like 11 man on a fucking yeah. Uh, yeah. An emergency pod. All uh, hyping it. It's so funny. It's so funny because in the time I was listening to other club pods and they were saying, oh, I hate I hate them, Chelsea man. Don't like me. Don't like Dan. Like, there's a lot of hate, but I love all of them. And it's, maybe it's because I get it. Arsenal haven't won shit for ages. Spurs haven't won shit for ages. Yeah, they're the ones that chat shit. The ones that haven't won shit, they're the ones that chat shit. It's like I, little brothers, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I don't care about them. But what I was gonna say is Cristiano Ronaldo, like you said, they had a, at first they was like we don't want him, and then when they were getting him, eleven man on the pod, kind of hyping up. But there was that kind of first initial feeling saying he'll be bad and there was a narrative throughout the whole season I know Carragher has been banging on about it saying that uh, Ronaldo had a negative effect on them so listen I don't want Cristiano either and I can understand why the majority of people wouldn't want Cristiano because he's 37 to be fair I don't want Ashley Cole at Chelsea not because I don't think Ashley Cole's a good player but I'm not that big into getting our rivals like once a player's made a name elsewhere 
unless they're really young, I don't want them at Chelsea. I just want, I like the freshness, newness. So that's why even with Sterling, it's a bit, we'll talk about him later, but it's like, yeah, I kind of like fresh names that make the name at Chelsea. But then obviously Ashley Cole came to Chelsea and he became a Chelsea legend. It's the same with Cesc. I didn't really want him, but even now he feels like, it feels like he's got a bit more of a connection with the Chelsea fans. So hopefully it'll be the same with Sterling. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully it's the same with Sterling because it seems like it's over the line. With yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, there's a myriad of reasons why we don't want him, but there was a myriad of reasons why United fans don't want him. And I think looking back at the season, I think he was a net positive for them. A hundred percent. And I, I am certain if we got him, he would score goals. Yeah. He, he I mean, he's, probably the second best goal scorer of all time yeah um obviously that's with my modern hat on I wasn't watching Pele and that (laughs) yeah uh so I'm certain he would score goals but it's kind of yeah like Carragher like you said has been harping on about it all season I think he's partly right I think partly it's because he said it at the start of the season he's like I'm right I'm right you know what pundits are like um but I just think if we're trying to kind of switch the way we do things, um, we've got a pretty young attack squad in general, I'd say. We yeah. have the right amount of senior players in there. Yeah. I don't think getting a 37-year-old is on stupid wages as well, which definitely plays a part. Um, and yeah, I just, I just don't want Ronaldo. I mean, it would be, I mean, I guess like the marketing opportunities and, all that stuff. And I think that's probably why we're even interested or the reports are coming out. Um, Devil, I think, Devil's yeah. advocate though, because he's so old, it means he wouldn't stay for long. So like... That is true. But also yeah. I think Kai's young. Kai's yeah. been here, what, this is his third season now. Yeah. Um, he needs just consistent starts. We've seen yeah. it when he gets a run of games. He can yeah. score from the number nine position. Yeah. Um, I think Lukaku last year messed that up for him because yeah. we had to kind of play Lukaku. Ronaldo will be the same. We, we don't sign Ronaldo and go, oh, right, mate, you see it on the On big money. On yeah, big it's just money. not going to happen. Um, All right. So, yeah. All right. So let's talk about last season for you. And I've done this with all of the guys that I'm doing. This yeah. With. And sometimes it can seem a bit repetitive, but I guess everyone can have a general view, but then everyone might have specifics that are a little bit different. So mm. I just want to, I just want to know, like last season, what do you think were our biggest issues? Um, our biggest issues, I think, I think they were different kind of throughout different points of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think towards the back end of the season, when we saw our worst form, I don't like to use this excuse massively, but I do think like tiredness. When you say massive... back end, what, what month are you talking about? I, I don't know what's, it was kind of, I guess, around February, February yeah. um, kind of towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I can't remember the exact month. My yeah. memory's not that good. Yeah. Um, but fine. it was when obviously Chilwell and James were out at the same time. We hadn't, we didn't get any games called off or postponed for COVID. We either played joint most with Liverpool or just maybe like one or two less than Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played the second or joint most games in Europe, mm-hmm. which obviously plays an impact. Yeah. Um, I don't really care what anyone says, especially with injuries. And also they didn't get as long as a summer break. I think there's still a hangover from COVID and everything like that. Yeah. Um, I also think the owner situation didn't help 
um, I know when we first it got announced, we went on like a little run and mm-hmm. people said, oh, it's good and good. And maybe I was one of them. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things now with hindsight, it definitely wasn't a good distraction. Yeah. Like it might sound like an excuse, but it wasn't. Um, and I just think, I think concentration by the end, mm-hmm. I think by the time we got into that position where we were kind of safe in third, weren't challenging for the title. Um, we just, it seems our concentration just kind of dipped a little bit. And it was almost like we were thinking about next season, thinking about the kind of new regime, the new owners. Um, and I think that affected the team throughout. Yeah. Um, I do think the quality level dropped as well, especially up front. Um, I think there was a lot of chopping and changing. There was only really one constant, which was Mount. Kai played a lot because Lukaku was injured slash faking an injury. (laughs) (laughs) Who fucking knows? He was also doing uh, just stupid interviews, which didn't help. There's a lot of context to our season that people don't like to include and it just all falls on Tuchel can't coach an attack Chelsea are crap Chelsea players aren't as good as yeah. people say hey. blah 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 alright um, yeah. let, me, let me ask you a few questions so okay from last season of all the issues you you mentioned so do you feel like because I think we all remember we started the season pretty well until things started to go like, I think we were top for a while right and it wasn't that we were scoring loads of goals we were just edging it in terms of like scoring an odd goal, but keeping clean sheets. I think we were built on the defence. We were building our wins on defence, right? Now, you've mentioned injuries, um, a lot of games, owner situation, concentration towards the end when people started coasting, chopping and changing. And obviously, I think relying on Lukaku and that interview thing happening. So you think with all of these out of the way, not necessarily we definitely win, but do you feel like if um, none of this happened, then we get close or we compete for the league? I think without... It's dif- it's difficult to say, but I do think we would have competed. I don't think we would have won. I think City and Liverpool set a, just a really difficult pace to like to hold. I mean, City lost, I think, what, two games? And, I mean, I think it's difficult when we're not used to doing that. I think it will take maybe a couple more seasons before we get to that level, if we kind of carry on. I I do think um, we would have been a lot closer, maybe like five, six points rather than 18 or whatever it was. City and Liverpool both had dips. It's not like... like, Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, they both had dips this season. So... Um, my my kind of question, and we're going to get it, hopefully your team answers it, but my question now is how do we close the gap? Apart from the individuals, is there any kind of thing that we can do to close the gap that isn't like by players or whatever? I think continuity with Tuchel yeah. uh, like is helping. I think all the reports coming out seems that we're trying to move away from the just hire and fire model mm-hmm. of like you done this you're fired bring a new guy in have like yeah. two good seasons right you came third sack yeah sounds like which i'm glad because where do you go from Tuchel? i mean the, probably the two coaches who are definitely above him 
um, in my opinion, are at our rivals in City and Liverpool. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not going to get them. The only way we ever get them in the future is if they probably go to another club and then maybe come back. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I don't think, like, managers are probably as, like, I don't think they're that loyal. Like, I think if we offered Pep in 10 years' time, if we offered him, like, good money in a good situation, I think he comes. Yeah. Um, same as Klopp. Um, so, I don't, I think, just continuity with Tuchel. Yeah. Providing him... I know you said not bringing in players, but providing yeah. him with the players he wants, so he has no excuses. Okay, so, but then this is um, isn't this at odds with your first point? Um, so you want to give him just the players he wants, so he has no excuses. Isn't that part of what we did in the kind of sacking culture? Yeah, for sure. But I think it makes it easier to kind of let him take ownership. And I don't mean just he goes into the office and goes, yeah, I want this player, this player, and then we go and get him. I yeah. think he has suggestions. The Lukaku one, people are always going to kind of go back to. Yeah. Didn't work. I mean, no manager's perfect. Yeah. Klopp bought Kaita. Pep yeah. bought, I don't know, Nolito. Like, <laughs> I think he did anyway. Or Pep's bought loads of players that haven't worked. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a um, 100% success rate. It never is. But I still think buying players that buy into his methods and play the way he wants to play will help us in the long run. I agree. But I guess it's just like what you said was almost like give him the rope. So, yeah. And and I think with when we look at Liverpool, they didn't really do that. Whereas with like you can just say, OK, give him the rope. And if it doesn't work out, you know, we can hang him. Or you can look at it and think, OK, cool. Even if you're suggesting it, our biggest aim is to win. So who cares about Tuchel's feelings or whatever? Let's obviously try to both identify what he wants and then let's, as a team, try to make sure that we get him that. Because obviously Tuchel might want a certain player and think he's the right solution, but not know that. So I think in the, I, when you say that, let's, with the continu- continuity with the manager, I think we have to move away from that just give him what he wants. And if it doesn't work out, then sack him. I think everybody should be culpable for when a transfer fails. And that way it's just not on the manager. That's just my opinion on it anyway. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't mean we should sack him if things go wrong. I just think it makes it easier for Tuchel, who's mm-hmm. proved to us he's a great coach, not just in our Champions League win. When he was at PSG, when he was at Dortmund, he's obviously a good coach. He knows what works. Um, Does it make it easier for him though? If, if he's got that that pressure of being a, not just a good I don't think it does. And I don't think any manager has time to be watching players. Like, right. um, I just think it sounds like, I don't know if this is just PR, but it sounds like he's using a, a data-led company from his time at Dortmund that's suggesting players to him. Yeah. Which, yeah, which, I mean, in an ideal world, that sounds like nice. Like that's the way you kind of want, I think that's the way you want football to go um, rather than just kind of looking at the big names, which Chelsea seems to have done in the past. Um, what, what I'll say about that is I, there's a lot of these data companies. I remember Arsenal, they gave so much money to this data company and they just ripped him off. And I can't remember the details of it, but I listened to a podcast. My, my thing is this. We all agree. I think most of us, at least, we agree that Tuchel's an elite coach. But whether he's an elite at talent ID and he's an elite scout, that's 
something different. Now, where I think there's a danger is, do we risk Tuchel get getting sacked because he's not he's not a good scout or good at talent ID? Because if you're just going to give him all of the power to pick the players, then you could get sacked because you could bring in all of these players for lots of money and not make it work. And it's not his, well, it, like obviously if he wants the power, then it's partially his fault. But I think what we should be doing is giving him that protection where the players that come in isn't necessarily on him. We have a scouting department. So really and truly it should be on them. He's an elite coach. Like Liverpool, Klopp can just focus on being an elite coach. He doesn't have to be elite at recruitment. And therefore when recruitment goes wrong, Klopp can stay in charge. But I feel like even the way it's going right now, Tuchel, given so much power, he might get sacked because he's not elite at talent ID, but we don't need him to be, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying in terms of you just want him like to focus on coaching rather than having to focus on all the other stuff because then it might take away from his coaching. Like, no, he has not- to focus. Not, not necessarily, because obviously, like, part of it, Tuchel has to um, kind of communicate what we need in the team. So yeah, he still has to be part of it. I'm just saying it's the power you give him, and mm. give him the sole power to bring in players, and these players are expensive and continue to flop, then actually we might get rid of a good coach because he's not a great scout, if you understand what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely don't want him to have some, like, 100% kind yeah. of control over transfers. I just want him to get... When I say the players he wants, I think I mean more the the, the kind of players he wants, yes. like yes. the players, the more the profile of player that we bring yes. in. Like yes. it's clear, Tuchel likes like we we press, yes. so getting players that press. Um, he was obviously wrong with Lukaku, like Cristiano Ronaldo. No, <laughs> and yeah, there's there's other reasons why I don't want Cristiano Ronaldo, but let's not um, yes. let's not go into that one. okay okay i've got that one um okay all right so um you said to close the gap continue with the manager which i agree with by the way it's not a coincidence that city and liverpool are hard to catch when they've had managers for five six years and at least exactly five six years and this is why when people get onto chelsea for sacking managers if we had a subpar manager at our place right now then he'd probably get sacked so i think the fact that we've got two and we all believe he's an elite coach that allows us to have continuity, but I'm not necessarily looking back at the past thinking we were too trigger happy when there's not. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think we were. It works. Yeah. It works. It now yeah. doesn't work. Like but, things change. But but what I'm saying is, I think it would make sense to do the same thing. So, for instance, if we had Conte right now, Conte is an elite manager. We want to keep him, but because of the way Conte behaved, it became untenable. And so I, I just think that Liverpool found a good situation where they've got an elite manager. They, well, they've both got elite managers that also are more like easy to get along with because Klopp and uh, Pep aren't really kind of abrasive like a Conte or Mourinho. Conte, exactly. like, not just at Chelsea, at other places as well. Like he's not someone that you can... He's meet. a madman. <laughs> exactly. So I don't blame Conte for not working at Chelsea when... We all know he's combustible, same as Mourinho. But how many elite coaches have we really had that also aren't combustible? And I think with Tuchel, fingers crossed, because obviously Tuchel's got previous in terms of being combustible, but Mm. fingers crossed, we've finally got an elite manager that's also someone that, you know, isn't combustible that just... Yeah, and I will will say Tuchel's kind of previous of being combustible was at PSG and... 
if you read up on PSG, it doesn't sound like their owner and yeah. the way that clubs run is kind of the easiest and best kind of environment for a manager. Exactly. So, so yeah. So 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 basically, I don't, I'll try to reframe what you said, but if if I've got it wrong, then just dismiss it because your first thing in terms of closing the gap, you said continue to be the manager with this elite manager, which I agree with, and the next one you said give him what he wants, but. What I'd like to change it to is not just give him what he wants, but arm him with the best tools. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. And then you think those two, and then would we be able to catch them? I think so, yeah. Okay. Maybe Pep has to leave. <laughs> I don't think so. I, 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 I honestly don't think so. Um, I think, yes, they've set a high bar, but they've also had the best team. And I can't... Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. And City have given Pep what he wants. This year, he's basically going to have 11 midfielders on the pitch, which is what he wants. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah but armed him with the best team. So, I, I, exactly. I, think, I think if we arm Tuchel with the best team, I think we can compete. Because I don't, Definitely. I don't think City are... Like, we've seen last season, they had a down period. And, like, Liverpool, mm. they had a down period. And plus, Liverpool, they've got a lot of change, money going, etc., etc. But anyway, exactly. shall we get... So, yeah, final thing. Yeah. It's easy to say... And everyone harks back to this, but we won the Champions League. And every yeah. game in the Champions League, we played pretty much incredible. Exactly. And we dominated that and we deserved and we to win. The greatest, we didn't have the greatest players. Like No, all you got to do is put that form into a Premier League season, which is easier said than done. Easier said than done. But yeah, so it's not like we can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, we'll start from the back. Yeah. Um, so Mendy... I think he's got into every single team. He did have a shaky end to the season. I'm still yeah. waiting for someone to say, actually, Slalina or some random goalkeeper. But who I've never picked? watched that guy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> who you picked for your goalkeeper? For Kepa. No, I haven't. <laughs> I picked Mendy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I agree. He had a shaky end to the season. I know you and Jay spoke about it last week. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a kind of... It was it was the team. It wasn't just him. Yeah. Um, you lot touched on it last week. We did I don't think we need to touch on it too much. No. Mendy's a good goalie. We have yeah. other areas we need to improve. Goalie's fine. So you think this season he kind of recovers his because it's taken a little bit of a dent. You think he's gonna recover his reputation? Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't see why not. I think if we play well. I, I still don't think his end of the season was like really bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was just like making error after error. Mm-hmm. He made some high profile errors, yeah. which obviously kind of make it seem like he made more than he actually did. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just, yeah, his, his distribution really, it was like, I remember when we first bought him, people were worried about his distribution. Yeah. And then we got him and we were like, wait, what? Did people just, just yeah. make this up? That he yeah. wasn't good at like... Um, distributing the ball mm. and now I think it's a little bit like those those um, worries are maybe coming to the forefront a little yeah. bit more Yeah. but it, I don't think it's a worry yet I don't think Mendy's going to be the kind of um, reason we win or don't win yeah. any cups or leagues or whatever I just I asked that because I remember when Kepa was in goal for us and all of those mm. stats came up like he had the worst save percentage and then Lampard would even reference it in the press conferences. Then obviously we've got Mendy and then he would have the best save percentage. Everything was good. But then towards the end of last season, it flipped. And then actually in the charts, Mendy was having some of the worst save percentages as well. So that just kind of goes to show you. Yeah, for sure. I I do. I think stats, very similar. It's very difficult to judge 
goalies and defenders on pure just looking at FB ref like people like to do you've got to kind of watch and I don't know much about goalies I don't think like many football fans really know the most about goalies Um, you're happy with Mendy I'm very happy with Mendy so what are we doing? Are we doing a back four? We're doing a back three. Tell me about the formation. Are you wedded with it? Um, I'm not wedded with any particular formation. Um, I don't really agree with that. Oh, we play three slash five at the back, so we can't be good at attacking. We can't do this. We can't do that. Formations nowadays aren't as kind of rigid as they used to be. It's what you see on the infographic at the start of the game. With the ball, without the ball, it changes. Um, kind of, yeah, I they are important, but I don't think they are as um, kind of important in terms of how you can attack, yeah. how you can defend, and whatnot. Okay, well, that sounds silly. Of course, they are important in terms of how you can attack and how you can defend, but I mean to say, I don't think it means oh, five at the back, right? Exactly, is exactly. What I mean. for, for people to be so anal about it, then. Yes, exactly. It, it, it changes during the game so much that people shouldn't be anal about whether it's a back four or back. Yeah. Three. So I've gone with a back three um, because, like, obviously the brief is to try to make it as realistic as possible. I haven't seen anything that suggests we're going to switch from it. Okay. Maybe we will. I think Tuchel's pretty fluid. I don't think he's wedded to a particular formation. Yeah. But for now, I think making it a back three is kind of the most realistic. All right. Okay, and then talk to me about the player that is already at Chelsea and played last season that you've picked for your back three. Uh, where do you want me to start? Right wing back or centre Sweeper, back? sweeper, sweeper. Sweeper. So, Silva. Okay. Um, so, Silva, was he going to 38? Yeah, but he's not 38 really, is he? Okay, cool. Like, he might be 38, but... Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't play like a 38-year-old. Yeah. Um, I really don't think... He's he's not even that slow at all. No, he's genuinely like I've seen a catch up with defenders, uh, attackers, sorry. And yeah, he's still pretty physical. I think maybe injuries are little creeping up, like he gets kind of little injuries here and there. But um, I don't know his injury record before Chelsea. Um, so I don't know if that's I'd love to see. I'd love to see his meta. I don't know if you know what it is, his metabolic age. I don't know if you go to the gym and then you go on these machines and like it says. This is your age, but your metabolic age is like 16 or whatever. I'd love oh, to. Oh, yeah. I remember they done one with Ronaldo and he's like 21 or something. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> kind of crazy, um, yeah. But yeah, Silva, again, some people put him in the team, some people haven't, but obviously he's going to stick around. Mm. To be fair, he's one of two defenders that we kind of, kind of know is going to be with us next season. So, yes. Silva, no brainer. So, talk to me about who you've got apart from Silva in the back three. Okay, so. Uh, I'm going to go left centre-back first because I think the reason I'm playing him um, and the reason I'm playing Silva kind of is important in itself. Okay. So the left centre-back role, I've gone for Colwell. Mm-hmm. Um, big part, he's left-footed. Yeah. Um, it's not the only reason. He's obviously very good at football as well. Yeah. But I see him, if we stick to this formation and we want to play this formation going forward, I can see Colwell kind of moving to the sweeper role and be in the centre of a back three. And I don't think him playing left centre back is going to hinder that, especially playing with someone like Silva. Yeah. Um, he's never played with 
I imagine someone in the same league as Silver. Yeah. Uh, someone with the same insight as Silver, the yeah. same experience as Silver. Um, so I really think there's a possibility that Silver can gonna have uh, take him under his wing, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Yeah, and be a and, and be a guide to him in terms of I think from watching Colwill kind of a few 90 minutes this season, mainly seeing kind of compilations and that, because um, it's hard. You can't just be finding Huddersfield games all over yeah, the, yeah. everywhere. Um, I don't even know where Huddersfield is, but yeah. Um, so I think that's important in the terms of he can really, I think Cole has got all the attributes to be a top defender. Yeah. Um, and I know you and Jay alluded to it last year, but I think, He's gonna make mistakes. Like, of course he is. He's he's what 19, 20? Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I'm not expecting him to come in and be some hundred percent tackler, stopping every counter-attack, doing everything. He's gonna make mistakes, but I do think him learning alongside Silver will be so important for the future. I think and I, yeah, I I don't think we're catching personally last year, I definitely got ahead of myself. Um yeah. I, I'm definitely a glass half full kind of Chelsea fan. Yeah. I always will be. I watch football for fun. I'm not going to yeah. watch it to be depressed. And being optimistic is funner than being pessimistic, yeah. in my opinion. Um, so I think him learning from Silva, being left-footed, opening up kind of... He's a very good passer of the ball. Yeah, He can run with the ball. So I don't think the left centre-back role is going to be kind of... Um, I don't think it's going to hinder his abilities. So why, yeah. Why do you see him move into the the sweeper role then? Because he's been, from what I've seen, a lot of even mm-hmm. Chelsea youth, I've seen him more like in that left pocket. Yeah. So when I say centre role, I mean in terms of not just if we play a back three. I think right. even if we move to a back four, okay. I think he can play kind of in the left centre back role. Yeah. Of the kind of back four. Okay. I get. I get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what you've hit on, and Jay didn't touch on this, but I think this is so important, and I didn't even think of it as well. So this is an exclusive for Sam, but <laughs> but for those of you that are a little bit older, Desai was there when John Terry was coming through, and we yep. put John Terry in the deep end, and that's one of the reasons why he became a great defender because he had learned from one of the most experienced defenders, and I think. Without Desai shooting Terry, it might have like it might have been completely different because I think Desai was the one that encouraged. Uh, uh, was it was it Ranieri at the time? Uh, whoever the manager was to make him the captain. Mm, so yeah, the kid is ready. And if an experienced, world-renowned defender is telling you this kid is ready, then you're going to be able to listen to him more. But he 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 coached him. He coached him. Sure. And we've seen Thiago Silva coach the rest of our defenders. And, we've, and obviously, we've seen these defenders make mistakes and individuals' errors I've seen. And then Thiago Silva will be alongside them and actually coach them. Yeah. So when people. And I don't think there's anything, sorry, like, I don't think there's anything like coaching on the pitch. Right. Like, on the spot training. Right, right, right. And so when people talk about Cole's not ready, this is how you make them ready. Send them exactly. on or whatever. It doesn't make sense. And then, like, this is what I didn't really kind of put together until you said it. But. It's actually really important, I think, to bring Colwell and give him a significant role with Silver now so he can learn on the pitch, like you said. So, like, that's even changed my whole kind of perspective. So I rate that. Um, 
Okay, so you're on a roll already. You've already impressed me. So who have yeah. you got right centre back? So I've got Delict right centre back. Delict. How come Delict? Does he even play there? I I don't think he plays in a back five at the minute, does he? I think the Juventus play a back four. No, and I'm thinking about Ajax. Ajax play the back. So I think Juventus do play a back four. I think Ajax play the back four too. So you're right. And I don't think in Holland, maybe they play the back four. Maybe I think they play the back four too. Mm. So maybe I think he could play the central role as well. Okay. I, I definitely do. Yeah. I, I just I Silver's passing is like stupid good. Yeah. Like just watching it, even if you go on the FB ref, which people love, like green bar, green bar, green bar, green bar, <laughs> everywhere. Like his passing yeah. is insane. And I don't think anyone we put in that role right now that we've got in our squad that we're linked to is going to be able to do the same as Silva. Do you I, think, I, yeah. Do you think it's better than that, uh, David Luiz's passing as a sweeper? Um, I think it's different, personally. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think his long passing and his Hollywood, say, passing is better. Yeah. Yeah. But I think his punching it between the lines um, and maybe pass selection is better. But in terms of just, like, actual passing technique, like, David Luiz would spray, like, a 80-yard pass yeah, off his insane. weak foot. Um I I yeah. think you're right. It's different. I think it's different. Both of them elite, though. Both of them elite. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like you said, I think you said it last week, like, Brazilians are just... Yeah. They grow up playing, like, football on the beach. So maybe it's harder to kick the ball on sand. But it's... On grass, it's easy for them. So what about the licks um, impressed you? Because obviously, it's easy when we're linked just to say, all right, we're linked. Yeah. I want him. So is that it? Or actually, do you rate the licks? I rate him. Yeah. I think... His stocks have... De- I'll say one thing. The price being um, quoted is too much for me. What's the price um, being quoted? It's like 70 million, 80 million. What, what would you um, be comfortable with? I think 40, 50. <laughs> you're not going to get think. 40, 50. You're not. Um, and I do think there's a point where you just go, right, well, the market's kind of messed up at the minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not messed up. Maybe that's just the future of football going forward. Um, I think... There's a there's a point where you just have to go. Well, he's also 22, yeah, um, which is very young, especially for a defender. Yeah. Uh, so you're technically what if he turns good, you're what buying a defender for 10 years. What do you least? think about what do you think about the fact that it seems like he prefers Bayern? Yeah, I mean, I was going to touch on that, and there's even more reports coming out today that he prefers Bayern. Mm-hmm. A lot of these reports are from like buy-in journalists. Um, I'm not sure how much I trust them. I think I think I saw Romano say it now. So I that, did. Yeah. But uh, Romano's a tapping merchant man. Like, yeah, right. I don't know if he's just get where he's getting. Maybe he does. I, I honestly, other reports are saying Bayern ain't going to match what Chelsea are going to pay. Has that changed the game for you though? That doesn't. Not really. Doesn't. I, don't, I don't think it means, oh, he's going to come here and just go, right, I want to play for Bayern. So I'm just going to start banging in own goals. Mm-hmm. Like, just, it's, I mean, we've probably had loads of players that wanted to sign for somewhere else and we got them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not that deep, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, also, with Delict, I like front foot defender, aggressive. Yeah. I think he can kind of replace the Rudiger. Mm-hmm. I know it's on the other side. Yeah, but it's that quality you're talking about, that quality in the squad. Yeah, and just I think, I think he's a front foot defender. Uh, I think he can pass the ball. 
I don't think you get to see it as much at Juve, but this might be naive, but I don't think there's any way you've come through at Ajax without being able to pass the ball yeah. and being good on the ball. Yeah. It's kind of their whole their whole um brand, that's, their brand. that's their brand. That's what yeah, exactly. Brand. I mean they even um I see Man United fans. I saw the video too. Yeah, because the <laughs> there was one of Scott McTominay and they were like, yeah. what is going on? I was like, these guys are in the mud. They're hyping up just like one touch passes in training. Yeah, that's what they always do, bro. They're training yeah. with the new manager. I remember when Oli got hired and there was a shoot. He was saying, shoot. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But you saw the, I mean, you also yeah, the, don't see the whole training session. You see a little clip. Yeah. I'm very certain that Man United footballers can do what those Ajax footballers were doing. Maybe they can't do it on the pitch, but in training... I mean, they're professional footballers, guys. Like, they can obviously one-touch pass it without any pressure. They can, but it's like the hive mind. It felt like those Ajax players, when they were doing the one-touch, they all understood mm. where it was being. Everything was accurate. You're saying vecnable, yeah? It was vecnable. It definitely was. <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers, uh, no spoilers. So what, what have you made of our link to Aki? Because it seems pretty serious. Um, I'm... I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. I think... There's definitely points people have touched on. Um, I saw Buzzy touch on it originally, um, but other people have touched on it as well, that he makes it easier for Colwell to kind of get a first team spot. And because, but then why would we sign up? I don't see why we'd sign a pair like that. I, just, I, would, I don't get it. I yeah, just put, put Colwell on. Yeah. Just, just do it. Just go for it. What you're doing is you're just going to make him upset by signing the senior player because he's not young now. I know he came from Bobbin, but he's 27, Aki. Exactly. So to bring him in and to bench him for a 19-year-old, that's like disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, I yeah, don't I think, think Aki is bad. Yeah. Like, he's not a bad player. Yeah. The price is being quoted is, is, again, a little bit too much for me, but I'm finding it hard for any deals at the minute. They just seem to all be a little bit overpriced. Like, yeah. I think that maybe just be the... Might right. just be the market now. So let me ask you this. I know you haven't put Trevor in your three. Yeah. So essentially, when you're playing a back three, you probably need around at least five players for those, those positions. Yeah. So I just kind of want to understand now. So Trevor's a fourth. Mm-hmm. Who would be like a fifth at least um, in this for you? I know we said we're going to concentrate on the first 11, but yeah. I want to, yeah. Uh, I, if you've got James. Okay. You can definitely fill in at right centre back. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't going to be as happy at this one, but you've got Aspie as well. So you, who, so you're in your kind of mind, Aspie we keep because he's pushing to go. I don't think I'm. I'm not against keeping him as much as other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's captain, which to me is important. Um, he's definitely liked in the dressing room. Mm. Uh, I don't think. I think he wants to go because he wants to play more football. But I also don't think if he stays he's going to like kick up a fuss and be all yeah. um, difficult about it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think having Colwell, Silver, the Licked, Trevor and James as options at centre, maybe we probably do need one more. Yeah, probably. Um, probably. Uh, I don't know. There's yeah. more Kunde reports coming out. Yeah. Uh, but I think if we buy the Licked and Kunde, that's like 100 and probably 20 odd million in one summer on centre-backs. And then they both have to probably start. Um, with Silver being old and kind of a little bit injury prone, I do think there's definitely space um, yeah. for another one. Exactly, exactly. This is, so it seems by all intents and purposes that we are in for two for two centre-backs. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, that's interesting to watch, but sticking to the core team. And again, the brief of this is we're trying to build a team to win. Now, obviously, it's not like Bundesliga. Like, it's, mm. it's not we're not Bayern that can just win after the first game. Like, we we all know Bayern are going to win the, the Bundesliga this year. Premier League yeah. hotly contested. So when I say build a team to win, if it doesn't win, then doesn't mean it's a failure. But they have to. It has to be eleven that has the facilities, not just to luckily get there, but that can actually com- compete. So this is kind of what Sam is trying to put together. Um. So we've gone for the back four, including the goalkeeper. We've got Mendy and goal, Cole left centre back, Silva, Sweeper, the lit, right centre back. So let us move to your midfield pairing. Um, midfield pairing, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Who you got? Okay, both at the same time or one by one? It's up to you, man. Okay, I'll go both at the same time, then I'll explain my decision. So the midfield pairing of Cover and Kante mm-hmm. um, is what I'd go for. Yeah. I am not like other people. I don't think midfield is an area we need to particularly focus on right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're fine in midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only really play two midfielders if we play this system anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cover and Kante, both a little bit injury prone now. So I think we've got good backups in Jorginho, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, in emergencies, we've got Trevor, James, Mount that can play there. Um, uh, I also think I personally, oh, we've got Gallagher as well now. Yeah. We've almost maybe got too many. We might need to sell one or two of them. Yeah. Um, I'd also, I, I'm still a fan of Gilmore. Yeah. Um, I'd, I like him. I think he's the most, personally, the most obvious replacement or kind of person to do Jorginho's role that isn't Jorginho. What about Ampadu? What do you think? Oh, yeah, see, I even forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like he's had some pretty good loan spells. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've been watching for Venezia, Venice, Venice. Yeah, 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 Venezia. Yeah, I mean, I see. I actually did see one or two games because I actually kind of watched the Serie A this year. Um, quality level not so much. It interests me, but it was a really like it was a fun title race. Yeah. Um, it was a good title race this year, and obviously there's a few Chelsea boys there. Kind of Tamori's at AC, uh, Tammy's at Roma, and I like to just. Yeah. I like to keep an eye and see what they're doing. I'm, I'm happy for them that they're doing well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we might need to think about... I do think there's options for Gallagher to play in uh, uh, front three. Um, I think, I honestly, I think Tuchel might try him there once or twice this season. Maybe yeah. that might end up being his preferred role. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so just just going by starting 11, um, I don't know who we're going to sell. I don't know what's going to happen there. But Cover and Kante are definitely, yeah, my pairing. So with Cover and Kante, again, again, this is the core. So obviously, let's yeah. not let's not imagine they're going to get injuries because you can never predict. Let's say they yeah, exactly they play thirty games, which is fine. Cover yeah. and Kante. If I was to, I think one of the biggest criticisms, I think Jay picked the same pairing. So mm-hmm. it's there. There were a lot of games where we did we kind of conceded a lot, and I remember watching these games because in the group chat. Um, we were conceding, but at the same time, everyone was like, okay, this is fun to watch. Now, yeah. <laughs> we could be entertaining or we can win, right? I feel like, do you have a worry that it will be a bit more basketball-like with that uh, pairing? Maybe a little bit. I think this pairing works a lot better in a three-back because um, I think Silva kind of offers... He doesn't offer the Jorginho role in terms of the control and that, but I think he can kind of be a 
um, like a like a poor man's version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a back three, Silva has that kind of sweeper role where he gets on the ball a lot, makes a lot of passes and can kind of slightly control the game from his position. I think a big part of Kovac and Kante's uh, basketball-like approach and how it, I think a lot of times last season they were playing through injuries. They were um, coming back from injuries. So I think with full fitness and with consistency, I really think that's a brilliant pairing personally in this formation. I think they offer everything. Cover especially offers most things. Cover and Kante, to be fair, that's unfair. They offer most things I want from a central midfielder. Uh, they're not, I wouldn't say specialists like you see a lot of nowadays. I think they're quite well-rounded footballers. And I think that too has the energy, has the um, control. And I think it, I think it just has it all in terms of what we would want from our midfield. Okay. All right. And so with contact, so with Kovar and Kante, who would be like, the deeper one. I know, like, they're both box-to-box anyway, but yeah, there's one that kind of interacts with the sweeper more. So would it be cover in, in that case? In terms of picking up the ball? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think cover has kind of the better. I think Kante, in terms of his defensive work, will probably be the deeper one, mm-hmm. like, off the ball, um, because he gets back and forward, like, at an insane rate. I don't, I've never seen anything like it. Um and cover, I think you'd be more confident with he him being the one to pick up the ball. Yeah, I really think his passing is underrated. Um, I think it's pretty good. Not even pretty good. I think it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it went up a level last year as well in terms of final third passing and um, kind of the deeper. What do you call the third in your pitch? Deeper third. Yeah, just the deeper third. That's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, that first and second and third third. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I think he, his passing was very good. And Kovar always has the ability um, to just, if he can't pass it, he can skip past like two or three men. This is the, diff- this is the difficulty though, because there's a lot of times where it helps when Jorginho is there, because I think for sure Jorginho like, works closely with Kovar. And the thing is, when you're deeper, mm-hmm. and Kovacic is going to try and take on loads of men, that means that it's really going to be kind of like, an area that maybe the opposition can focus on cover making a mistake because he's the type of person that will try and take on five men. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can ever plan a team. You try your best, but there's always going to be, oh, this player will do this and this player yeah. won't do that. Like, yeah, put Jorginho in the team, there's certain things that he can't do yeah. that cover can do. So, I mean, I just think going forward, I do think that's the best. And I honestly, I think Kovar's got better at controlling the game. Um, and I think he has the ability to do that. I just yeah. think this season, a lot of the time, he seemed to be injured and coming back from injury. So that's my main worry. Yeah. I remember he started off, I think Jorginho and Kovacic got a lot of applause, but I think Jorginho, watching it back, Jorginho and Kovacic started the season like amazing. Definitely. Uh, and, and there's so many games this year. I mean, Jorginho, I, I'd keep him. I'd, I'd want to keep yeah. him. Yeah. And all, by it sounds like he's going to sign a new deal. Um, and there's going to be a lot of opportunities for him to play anyway. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, all right, so let's move on to the wing-backs. What I'll say is that so far, there's two names that have always come up, and it's Mendy and James. 
Um, so you've already mentioned Mendy. Uh, is there a shocker? Are you gonna? No. Okay. No. If I could, I'd put ten Jameses on that pitch with Mendy and goal. To be honest, but but here we are. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I, do we need to speak on James? Um, we haven't spoke much of him. He just seems like you know a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those rare footballers that seems to. I think the only even fan base that cusses him is maybe Liverpool and yeah, and we know the we know the yeah, reason there's why. reasons behind that, and I don't, yeah. don't mind that. That's that's football. That's what it's going to be. But he's just as he's a he's a good footballer. <laughs> he so you, you mentioned though that you might play him at right centre back. So if like maybe you've got injuries in defence, and we know yeah. you can do that role. So like then tell me in that case, who would you be thinking for that right wing back position? I think. But I'm, the guy I'm going to name at left wing back, I think, can play uh, there. All right, all right. Let's get to uh, the back then. Okay, so the left wing back is my one, I would say... Wild card. Yes, my wild card shout. Um, there hasn't been any links, mm-hmm. but I think it's realistic in the sense of if we go for him, we'd get him. Okay. Um, so my shout for left wing back is Dwight McNeil. Dwight McNeil. And Dwight yeah. McNeil is such a funny one because... We've seen this kind of whole he would make a great wing-back thing on Twitter for mm. ages. Yeah. Um, so talk me through your decision for the way. Okay, I just want to put a disclaimer in there that I love Chilwell. I think everyone knows I love Chilwell, but I do think this is the 11 that I think I want to play the most in the season. I do think Chilwell's still going to take maybe four or five months to get up to speed. Right. And I'd, Chilwell would still be my first choice kind of if this was going for maybe next next season yeah um but i just think we've seen with acls that it takes a while mm-hmm. to get back um but yeah i think mcneil i think he's one of those players similar to the way liverpool buy players like a robertson mm-hmm. i think he's due an explosion personally um i i don't think so much in the in uh in the final third sense for a top club. Yeah. I think if he wants to take that next step, he might have to play in a system where he's a wing back. Cause I don't think he quite offers enough um, in the final attacker. third as a pure attacker. He doesn't really have enough individualism. But what, do you like, what do you like about him though? Tell me why he would make a good. So every single year I look at the dribbling stats, yeah. beating the Met, beating your man stats. I yeah. mean, that's the official name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Being your man, pause. Yeah, to you. Um, I think he's always up there. Yeah. Uh, I've seen with my own eyes. He's a very good crosser of the ball. Uh, uh, his assists don't really kind of go in line with the quality I've seen with his delivery. Yeah, but it's always with crossing. It's always do you have good finishes there as well? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's Burnley. Like yeah, exactly. They have. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, he obviously, with his um, football education, which is at Burnley. It was at United. He, will... he came through at United at first. Yeah, yeah, but he might, he must have moved to Burnley. I can't remember him playing. When he yeah, he did. He yeah, like yeah, he did. Yeah, when he was young. Yeah. Um, so I think all his kind of senior professional experiences yeah. at Burnley. Yeah. So he has that natural defending instinct in him. Every time I watch Burnley, it's eleven men behind the ball. Um. Run till it hurts. You know the vibes. I yeah, think that's yeah, good yeah. for a wing back. Yeah, so that's Tuchel cool as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think, and he's naturally, 
like I think he's mainly played as a winger. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our system, the wing backs are basically wingers half the time. Yeah, especially when we have the ball, we dominate most games, and yeah. that's why this five at the back isn't yeah. a five at the back in possession. It's a three at the back, and it's almost like a five in attack. Yes. Um, yeah, and I think McNeil has that quality that I'd want mm-hmm. to kind of pick a pass in the final third. Um, it's hard to watch Burnley and say, yeah, like he'll definitely do it. But I, I've, like I said, there's a way I think that he's due to explode and due yeah. a chance. And also I think it's a pretty low risk, high reward situation. Because we could still flip he's him easy. and work out. Yeah, exactly. We can flip him. We're not going to have to spend too much on him. I think it's easy to go, right, you're dropped, Chilwell's coming back in. Yeah. I think McNeil is going to be happy to be a backup at Chelsea. I mean, I don't think anyone's happy to be a backup. Maybe that's the wrong words, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier than going out and buying like a um, big name kind of left back slash left wing back yeah. and then having to drop them for Chilwell when Chilwell comes back. Because we've spent a lot of money on Chilwell. He's on big wages. We, we, we did, but it's, we've spent so much money on loads of different positions. I don't think that should really stop. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But nothing I've seen from Chilwell makes you want to drop him. Yeah. Like, I, I really like Chilwell. I fair. think he deserves a chance. Um, yeah. That's fair. And I think you've done what I've done anyway in terms of you wanted to get someone that's like more of a winger in wing back. Because I exactly, like, yeah. yeah on that. So, yeah, I respect that. Um, all right. But, but, but more specifically, it's a winger... And I think the Burnley education, which is a weird thing to say, but I think that's important in picking my wing back because I still want them to be good at defending. But I, I, I'm not. I don't even know. Do you? Do you? Okay, so we can't just say because he's played at Burnley that he's definitely good at defending. So I've, no. seen, him, I've seen him. I've seen him in deeper p- bits of the pitch, but I don't kind of put him as a tackler. Um, I know that he's got the energy to get up and down the. Yeah, but, but that's all. Like sometimes you just got a pressure. Like, yeah. you don't even have to be an amazing tackler. As long as you're on that winger, make it difficult to cross, make yeah. it difficult for them. That's that's enough for me. For yeah, You've got three centre-backs. They can as, do a starting point. as a starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, so we've got Mendy in goal, Cole left uh, centre-back, Silva, Sweeper, Lit, right centre-back, covering Kante as the pivot, James right wing-back, McNeil left wing-back, and let's get to the front three. So let's start with... The, the obvious one. Uh, with, <laughs> obvious for me. Yeah, obvious, definitely obvious for you, for Mason Mount. Um, you're yep. one of the biggest fans in the in the touchline community. Um, yep. no one Maybe the biggest. Bad, no one, yeah, no one can say a bad word about uh, cash money, Mason Mount, when you're around. Um, so, Mason Mount in the front three, a lot of people actually want him moved away from the front three yeah. and midfield. Um, what do you think about that? In this formation, no. Yeah. Definitely not. not. Of course not. Um, but you're just, you're happy with him from what he's done in this front three? You're happy? I'm happy with him. His football progression has shown me every year he's got better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like quite a normal thing, I think, for footballers normally that they get better and better each year with game time. Um, he was our, what, top scorer and top assister last year. Was he our top scorer? He wasn't our top scorer, wasn't he? In the league, he was. Okay. I don't know about overall. He got what eleven goals in the league, ten assists. I mean, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Not even pretty good. That's very good. To be fair, I don't think it's that good. Um, in terms of 
Chelsea's level, but I think our attack is so bad that yeah, it's it's definitely good for our attack and it's good for Mount, who's been a midfielder. Yeah, I mean, isn't Hazard the midfield. only ever one to do that? Like double double. Yeah. yeah, so the double double is good, but just like for me, I just feel like it shows that we're in the mud. That like oh for sure for sure yeah, like, it's not I'm not going to chat right home. That's like, our best. Yeah, that I think, but for Mount, it's definitely good um, yeah. because again, a double double season. Um, that's definitely good. So yeah, so that, uh, in in that account, it's good. But we have this one of the reasons why we're throwing money at the Sterlings and who else yeah. because we have to do way way better numbers. For sure, for sure. And I think Mount is kind of I don't know if you saw that video of Mendy recently calling him Tuchel's son Tuchel's again. Son. Um, luckily he didn't cry about it when like when Tuchel said that Conte <laughs> is Lukaku's daddy. But I, I surely he didn't say daddy as well. He just said like father. Or, Sorry. Yeah, yeah I daddy. I, I can't imagine him saying that. That's no. his lexicon. Exactly, but yeah, um, I think he offers exactly what Tuchel wants: counter pressing, hard work. Yeah. Um, I know people like to say, "Oh, that's the first one we've always mentioned." When about, that means he's not good at football. And it's like, well, no, he's also very good at football. Yeah. Um, but that is an important part of why he's good at football as well. Um. I think his final third play has gone up a level again, like it has year on year. His pass selection isn't perfect. I mean, like no one's is. It's got better. I think it's got better. It's definitely got better. Um, his ball retention, which is very another good. thing that's important. Very to high people. level. Very high. Level. Very good. I see that with most Cobham lads. Yeah, I like that we teach them that. Uh, seems like that's kind of um, our philosophy from young is ball retention is important. Um, and I think that's why Tuchel has worked, uh, worked kind of for now. Um, we'll see what happens in the future, but I think ball retention is important. Yeah. I think uh, you've touched on it many times. Um, he's a shooter. He yeah. takes shots, yeah. which is just important. Yeah. He's a hero baller. That's People like. Let yeah. me just quickly come in here. I think it's not a surprise that he's, our top goal scorer or whatever because yeah. when it comes down to it we've seen I've been saying for ages the in-behind thing for Chelsea shit don't work Werner Torres all these guys we just keep on buying the same guy and I'm done with that guy we just need people that are shooters like when Sturridge was here I liked him because he was a fucking shooter and I think those players do a lot better and I think that's why Mount again sure Mount puts pressure on himself each season to score a little bit more and yeah. I think he's been chasing this kind of double-digit goals-wise for ages. So he's he's not going to be someone that is going to be like, okay, I'm comfortable. He's going to push it to the next level. For sure. And I think people only use that hero ball attack as a bad thing when they already dislike thing. the player. But it's a good thing. It's it a, is a good thing. We need more of that. It's a like, good why thing. do you not want a player to be a hero? Sterling, Sterling has that same mentality, which like we're linked with him as well. But yeah. Like, I think that, that the thing with Kai Havertz, and um, we'll get onto all of the rest of the attack, but he's not necessarily someone that is trying to be the main man. He's not, and I think he needs to put that in his game a little bit more. But I think, I, I, get, I get that when people say he needs to, the reason why I brought him up is that people try to say that Mount needs to be less of the hero ball and Kai needs to be more of them. It's like, mm. why can't we just appreciate what each of them are? Yeah. Because 
the reason why they want Mount to be less is because they want him to be composed a bit more. Now, Kai is composed, and sometimes the composure will be negative, sometimes it'll be positive. The same with Mount. Sometimes the hero will be negative, and sometimes it'll be positive. I feel like no one's going to be perfect, so let's just accept that they both bring different things to the team. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of focusing on what they can't do, you yeah. want to focus on what they can yeah. do. Yeah. And the composure, composure is a thing, I think, that comes with age as well. It's not the soul, like, oh, as soon as they get older, they get more composure. Mm. But, I mean, I think normally you see later on years in life, a lot of footballers get more composure. I think, like, once experience, I feel like once you're doing something for new, when you're in a, once you're in a Premier League or once you're chasing 10 exactly. for the first time, you're just going to be bam, 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 bam. But the more mm. you're in those situations, you're just more comfortable in those Yeah, situations. it's just like doing anything. Like, yeah. if I... I don't know, make toast a hundred times. Yeah. By the hundredth time, we're probably going to do it better. Yeah, autopilot. You're going to be on autopilot where you do exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. I don't know why that was the analogy I used, but <laughs> I, li- I had toast for breakfast, probably. You're not a committed guy at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. So, so Mount, um, we've spoken. Anything more on Mount? Uh, sorry, you cut out a little bit. What was that? Oh, sorry, anything more on Mount? So, um, Yeah, I just, I, I think, the fact he's a hero baller really helps us in kind of taking a game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. And he does that often. Yeah. Like, and I just think with Mount, you always know, and I think it's easier as a manager. And it's probably a big part of why I've touched on it before of why managers love him is because he has that base level of, you know, if you put him on the pitch kind of, you know, at least what you're getting is high press, hard work, yeah, all this. So it's security. easier to put him in the yeah technical security. It's easier to put him in the team and plan around him um, rather than maybe I don't know. Say another option there's Ziek. Like you could put him in the team and oh he might bang it in from thirty yards. He might play a sixty yard one time pass, but he also might not. Yeah, more so likely, it's, it's, yeah, more likely, more likely not, not yeah. for sure. Um, so it's it's harder to plan around that in yeah. my opinion, than yeah. it is. So, so it makes it an easy job for managers just to go. And he definitely is a football scholar. I don't know if that's the right like kind of way to describe it, but he seems to learn mm-hmm. every year. And learning from Tuchel, um, another thing I didn't touch on with the centre-backs, uh, Delict and Colwell, was Tuchel as well. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just want to go back to that, is that he's proven that he makes centre-backs better, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But attackers, does he make attackers better? That's the, the question that everybody loves to ask. Well, I think since uh, he left PSG, I don't think the attack has meshed as well. I think Neymar saw his best numbers under him. Yeah. I think PSG in general, I mean, I think scored the most goals, had the most. Yeah, I and, think it's a myth that he doesn't. I think he just Mount, makes players better. And Mount, Mount's like, maybe there's an argument that he had a better season um, the season before, but that season when Tuchel came in halfway, Mount's performances went up under Tuchel, and his numbers exactly. had, his numbers has gone up under Tuchel too. So yeah, so, so you don't you're not you don't buy into that bullshit. No, no, I'm 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 happy with Mount. I think um, not to sound like Nigel Farage, but I think uh, oh. anyway, like a core of Cobham British players oh. is is good for the team. All right, cool. I think most successful teams um i mean i think city are kind of breaking the mold a little bit but over history i think having a core of players that kind of know the club 
going City, up around City, the club helps. Yeah, well, I think, don't forget, when Chelsea were in our heyday, it wasn't that they all came from, it was just John Terry that came from the academy, but yeah, we did, we did have an English core. And I yeah. think City still have had that, and it, it, like they went around purposely to go get that English core. Carl yeah. Walker, Sterling, obviously bringing Foden in. Um, and they got Grealish now. They just bought Phillips. So that's right. all like, so, yeah. So yeah, and I think I think it's always important to have English players in as well. Oh, definitely. But, uh, listen, I'm not no Nigel Farage, but you guys know that. But I think <laughs> it just makes sense because um, number one, I think it's a bit gross if really and truly on your doorstep you build something that's just for people that aren't that you can't participate in really yeah yeah for sure i think i think it's on clubs to develop the talent around the area to get that good um and also just like the connection that we've seen it from the past and 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 part of like what mount has shown where actually chelsea winning there's nothing more i don't think him winning with any other club will be higher on his list of things than winning with Chelsea. Definitely not. With other players, they're like, okay, cool, now I want to win with Real Madrid. But with our academy players, most of them, the top yep. is Chelsea. All right, so on to the next attacker in our attack. Who we got? Uh, I'll just go striker or <laughs> forward, nine, yeah. false nine, whatever you yeah. want to call it nowadays. Yeah. Um, so I've gone Kai. Okay, tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> Did you see Drake singing that with Backstreet Boys? Yeah, I like that, man. Drake's the yeah. cool, right? I, I know, like, it's that people kind of mock people for liking Drake down because for whatever reason, but I, I think it's it. Yeah. Uh, the Discord, and everyone knows how much I love Drake. I've got Drake. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm not going to reveal that information. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kai is, I think, like I mentioned at the start with our problems, I think he's suffered from being moved around. Yeah from Lukaku coming in, um, from just not getting a consistent run at playing up top. Yeah. Loads of other people have touched on it. I don't think, has anyone not put Kai as their number nine? I don't think they have. I think everyone's gone Kai. Mm, I have to check, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Um, I think he's basically one and two up front, mm-hmm. which, like, I know you said you're more two and three guy for forwards, uh, for strikers specifically. Definitely. Um, one and two for where we're at now. I'm not gonna kind of moan at one and two. If he hits one and two, I'm over the moon. I think I think I'm just happy with someone in the attack getting two and three. So if Kai yeah, for sure one and two, and then someone else is getting two and three, I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you've touched on it. I've no other people have touched on it. Um, just having footballers that are good footballers yeah. is important. Yeah, and he's a good footballer. Yeah. Uh, he's still young, mm-hmm. still very young. Um, so he's still learning. Yeah. Um, I think every year you see him learning more and more. Mm-hmm. I think we touched on it a little bit more, not focusing on what players aren't. Mm-hmm. But the thing I think is the problem with Kai, I don't think it's what he's not. Mm-hmm. I think it's what he chooses to do, if that makes sense. Elaborate. Um, so I think his finishing... Like he's a he's a good finisher. Like he can he can strike the ball. Mm. I just think his choice is like he's a bit blasé. <laughs> and That's I don't him though. This is what I'm it saying. Is, it is him. It is him. But it's not him in the sense of like 
where I don't think he can do the other because I've seen him do other finishes. Yes, he can do other finishes, but those finishes aren't one-on-one situations. I think what you're talking about is the one-on-one situations where he actually likes to engage the goalkeeper, get the goalkeeper quite close and then do a deft touch finish. Oh, for sure. Whereas the strikes that people see him doing where it's far away and he's great at volleys, I think, I think I've said it before, I think he played headers and volleys as a kid. Because <laughs> when it comes to headers and volleys, the strikes are amazing. And yes, he can lamp it from outside as well, but he doesn't do that often. And I focus more on what players do regularly. Like you said with Mount, you can plan around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the headers and volleys, yes, he's elite at. The mm-hmm. one-on-ones, it's an issue because he is. And when it comes off, it looks great. But the yeah, exactly. The, the volume of times that it comes off isn't good enough. Yeah, and I just think my thing with, if he wants to be a striker, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not with this whole kind of... Um, false nine stuff I think he's playing basically as a striker most of the time as just a nine I know he likes to come deep in that but I still think strikers can come deep and still be strikers not just be false nines um I think that he needs to have a bit more variation I think every great striker has variation in their finishes you know what I think he has the variation there I think he think, does. That's what I mean. That's yeah. why I, I said I don't want to focus on what he can't do because he can right. do it. So I think for, for me, I think he has the variation. I just think the weakness, or the one weakness is he likes to get close to the goalkeeper, especially in those situations before he takes a shot. Yeah. Whereas other people will like get the finish straight away. He'd want to, the goalkeeper to get closer. And sometimes that works out. Um, yeah. But then a lot of the times people are frustrated because it doesn't. Exactly. And I think, I actually think, I don't like mention his name, but I think Lukaku, <laughs> I think he was actually quite a, like an early shooter. Yes. Like he Both shoots quite do. early. Right. And I think Kai could learn those a are, little bit from that maybe. Yeah. Those are ones that usually get the most goals, guys that are the early shooters. And I think that is probably something that the coaching team should, because he can do it like you said but he just prefers to get closer. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I like that he's a good all-round footballer. Yeah. He's very good in the air as well. Very good in the air. I'm not sure if people expect it when he came here. Yeah, yeah. He was he's tall. Yeah. Like he's, he's pretty tall. Yeah. Um, He's he's not like physically dominant, but he's he's definitely not weak. He's definitely like, even getting more physically dominant. Yeah, and I think he'll, he's still growing into his body. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he's fully... I don't think he's at like kind of Charizard Blast Boys level yet. I don't think he's fully really involved. <laughs> I think he's still like kind Reference. of Water or Charmeleon. Golly, we've got we've had it all yeah. today. <laughs> I think he's that kind of um that kind of mid 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 evolution. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so I think he's still got one more evolution to go. And I just think sticking with him. And I, I think it's gonna make it easier this year because it does I don't think we're getting a striker. I don't I don't think like that's they've been Slight reports here and there. Don't think we're getting a striker. I think we're pretty right. set on. So if a lot of people said we're, we're trying to get six players in. It seems like two yeah. attackers, mm-hmm. two defenders, maybe a left wing back. And there's this, I don't know where the other position is, whether it could be a midfielder, could be an extra attacker. I don't know. But it does seem like yeah, the left wing back, Two centre-backs and then two attackers. Um, I think getting six new players in can be dangerous, personally. Um, but, yeah. Okay. 
All right. All right. So do you want to go on to the, the last player in your attack? Yeah. So the last player is Raheem the Dream. Raheem the Dream Sterling. Listen, Sam, you're already becoming mad protective over Sterling. Where did it come from? I don't understand. Like, the, the way you speak about Sterling is almost like Mount. No one can say anything negative. All of a sudden, Sam is, enters the chat. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I think people are underrated him. So talk to me about your relationship with Sterling. What's going on, man? So definitely, I would say when Sterling kind of first came about, went to City, I wasn't as um, kind of strong on him. Uh, I definitely think I have a penchant to kind of defend when I think people are being unfair. Um, That's right. Yeah. That makes that sounds a bit arrogant of myself. Like, oh, I'm no, the one who's to... doing the right thing. But you I mean, to... in this, yeah. yeah, in the sense of I, I'm, I'm, um, I just think people are kind of underrating him slightly. I do think you even kind of touched on it at the start of the pod, like you don't like um, as much getting players from our rivals. You like getting the kind of yeah, new thing and that. And I think that's kind of definitely apparent across the fan base. Like, I don't think Sterling is as exciting to people as say, if he went and got like a Liao or, or, or a player like that. Yeah, that I, was... I, I really like Liao, don't get me wrong. No, okay, cool, cool, cool. He's a good player, but yeah. I think that plays a part in that he's not like we've seen him in the league for how many years now? Yeah, he's played for our rivals. Yeah, it's not as exciting. No, but to me, it's it's massively exciting. Why? Tell tell me why. Spread some of the excitement. Um, so I think like we touched on earlier, having that core of English players, that's definitely yeah. a, a part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, so <clears> these English players, boy. Continue. I do. I'm not going to hide it. A good, yes, yeah. a good English player is important to me. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a goal-scoring winger, which we've been asking for for ages. Yes, he is. Like I, I people like to say, oh, it's just he scored twenty goals for five seasons in a row. Or I know it's not exactly that, but like yeah. it's close to being in those numbers or whatever. Really? Oh, it's just because of Pep. Okay, why? Why are not everyone else doing it then? Yeah. Like, why are all these so-called attackers that are better than him or just as good as him? Why, why are they not doing it? Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Pep tax applies only to Sterling. No one else. Like, Pep basically presses a button and spawns him in the location to score Gabby, a goal. Gabby gets good numbers too. Gabby gets good numbers yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, they're all right. Um, he's also like, he, he plays um, up front. Well, he plays... Um, I think now he's played wide more than up front. At the beginning, he was playing up front. True. He gets good numbers. Still yeah. not as good as Sterling. Okay. Um, he probably doesn't play as much, which yeah. is fair. I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I think with, with the Jesus and Sterling thing, because they both left and both of them 45 million. Chelsea yeah. are obviously rivals. So it'll be interesting to see how both do. But obviously, Jesus will be playing up front too. Uh, I think Sterling is. I think getting Sterling for the same price as Jesus is an absolute steal on our yeah. on our part. Hundred percent. I think Sterling is much better than Jesus. Yeah. I couldn't really say anything. I think Jesus is better at than Sterling. Interesting. Um, I hate personally. those type of comments. I can't lie. When people say that type of stuff, maybe now, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um. I think the forty-five million being quoted is an absolute steal. Yeah. I've been speaking this whole pod about the market being messed up at the minute and being yeah. crazy. Yeah. That isn't crazy. You're buying a Premier League great, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just want to say Premier League great isn't like Premier League legend. He's not on the level of maybe like... There's time. There's time. He's 27. Remember, it's another big part of why That's the same age as Aki. That's the same age as Aki. Who's yeah. too. That's crazy. Um, yeah, Ake. Same price, same age. That's, that's basically a kind of indicator of how good Sterling is for his price. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, so, yeah, he's a goal-scoring winger. Uh, good finisher. Okay. Great positioning. Um, how many goals in the league if he was to start like 30 games how many goals in the league do you think he'll get an exact number just a rough just a rough 15 to 20 15 to 20 yeah that's not outlandish considering what he's done it is just it is difficult because Chelsea is a different environment different environment but I think he'll be the main man I think he'll play yeah yeah. barring injuries I think he'll play 30 to 38 games okay Um, so that's what one in two basically um, I think he can easily do that. Um, okay. He's shown a variation of finishes across his career. He can score from outside of the box. Yeah. He creates his own opportunities. He has that poacher's instinct. Isn't he just Werner? Isn't he just another Werner? That's what I heard. That's what I heard people say. That is an absolutely wild comment. And if anyone said that, they should just probably stop watching football and go and watch the Dodgers with Todd. Wow. Because that is a crazy, crazy comment. Sterling has more ability in his weak foot than Sterling, and what Werner has in his strong foot. Sterling, that's another weird thing. He's technically brilliant. Maybe he doesn't look as clean as some. That video of Hazard allegedly taking the mick out of him. I don't think that's what he's doing. That was so funny. Hazard's just a bit weird and he's messing around. Um, He definitely has a bit of a weird running technique. Who cares? Yeah, Robin, like that, Robin Perez. I remember Perez and Robin used to get mocked for their running technique too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's uh, he he can dribble the ball. Like he beats players. He's good in the box. I think his creativeness is underrated mm-hmm. because I do think at City it's not his role as such. They have so many kind of elite, high level creators mm-hmm. that maybe he doesn't fall on his plate as much but I don't think he can't do that I've seen him so many times pick out brilliant passes in the final third yeah I think what I what I think is when people look at City they look maybe at the players that make the final pass a lot of the time like yeah. the, the wide players because I feel like I remember that there was one season Sterling and Sane they were getting loads of assists and I think Sterling does get a lot of assists but yeah a lot of the time it wasn't necessarily them that was the magic behind that goal it was someone freed them and then they could slip the ball in and obviously part of it is making the right decision once you're in that um, position but what I'd be interested to see is if at Chelsea um, he would always get into those if we have the players that can free him to make that pass or to to finish I think he can I think he can do it but will, will we be able to provide the environment that's what I'm saying personally yes I do think so I think cover shown last year that he has the ability to do that mm-hmm. I think Mount has now shown the ability to be able to do that I think our wing backs I think that James to Sterling kind of pass um, could be a good um, avenue for us okay all right so, okay. all right yeah but yeah I'm happy with that team yeah cool well we'll put it up what I'm gonna do is when um, we've done 
I guess close to the end of the season, I'm going to put them all up. And then yep. we'll review again as well at the end of the season. But thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. First pod I've ever done in the light. It's nice. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I've got a meeting, so I've got to hop off. So, nice. see you guys next week. Safe, man, in a bit. Podcast Network.